Welcome to the Whitetail Obsession Podcast with Dave Richman and co-host Chris Worthing, where we talk and teach everything deer and turkey hunting related. Follow along as we help teach you tips and techniques about hunting, food plots, and habitat management strategies that everyone can use. What's up, guys? Welcome back to number 18, the Whitetail Obsession Podcast. Um, Chris, did you have some frost in your window this morning? Not this morning, but yesterday I had a really hard frost. Mm. And uh, what do you think that's going to do to the guys that jumped the gun and planted early again? Well, it depends on what they planted, but, you know, well, your, usual, typical, your, typical typical, yeah, your, your typical spring guys are planting buckwheats and things. Mm-hmm. And we know buckwheat don't like frost, so guess what's going to happen to their buckwheat? Probably turn yellow and die. And about, what? Three weeks ago, four weeks ago, we told them to do what? Wait. Absolutely. Well, it, people do it every year. They get excited. And uh, because we get those warm temperatures, it happens every year. You get those warm temperatures kind of in March and April. And people think it's time to plant, but it's, yeah. it's not. Because traditionally, <laughs> it, it's not ready until... I mean, depending what state you're in, but where we're at, Maryland, PA, that kind of area, I mean, you're not looking, I'm not planting the farm until June. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? I figured, I figured the screening incognito and things like that. Yeah. Uh, first week of June, I'll probably start on that stuff, prepping everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to get too excited because I'm not really planting anything but my screening. Right. In the summertime. Yeah. All I got going in is screening this uh, for the spring. I'm going to literally wait till mid-August probably to start even thinking about fall. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, you know what I did last year? I did start I, – I waited really long time to get my fall stuff in, which was great. Palatability and attractability, it was awesome, but – it's, it was a mental thing. I, I never got to see my plot like higher than this mm-hmm. because as soon as it got this high, they came in and would mow it. Yeah. Yeah. They would just eat it down to lip high. So I never got to see my, my plots any higher than about six inches. Mm-hmm. Now I had some bombshell and uh showstopper mixed in front of me, in front of my tree stand there. And that, that came up, made it about a foot, but man, when they started bringing all their buddies into that buffet, they, they ate it down pretty low. Well, that showstopper is all them hybrid, hybrid brassicas. Yeah, it's a good thing. Like I said, held up a little bit. Yeah, it's a good thing. It held the pressure. It really did all the way through archery season for sure. Uh, But yeah, I couldn't believe I mean, I, I I did the right thing, no doubt. It was attractable, very attractable. But mm-hmm. like oh, I young, said, young it's, and tender. It, yeah, but it, it was kind of a mental thing because here I am sitting here over my plot, and it's this high, mm-hmm. and there's tons of deer in it. But yet, I didn't get to take all of those trophy photos of my plot, all manicured and looking pretty. Right. You know, everybody was sending in pictures of their plots. I couldn't even submit any pictures to domain because i didn't have much to show except well caught full of deer yeah you know there's a balance you know do 
there's a there's a thing where people want want to plant really early the brassicas and stuff to get those giant bulbs and giant leaves but think of think of that when you try to bite into it you know it's the the giant leaves in there are woody and stemmy and it you know if we're yeah. if we don't like that a deer's not going to like it you know it, but we so we're like we like that young lettuce you know real soft and tender so there there's a balance to it um but obviously the young and tender the deer are going to prefer that more but when you do that again then you don't get as many bulbs you know and or as bigger yeah. bulbs which could be a good thing as well because if you get too big of bulbs um they kind of get bitter you know because yeah. they're so big so but there's a balance to it all i actually like to plant a little bit heavy for the stem con mm -hmm. i don't want to see any bare dirt right I, I like to maximize my plot for for stem con for for fullness mm -hmm. you know all that tonnage i'm not so worried about the bulbs Right, because I've got 18 acres behind the plot that's nothing but forbs and weeds and grass, and there's clover mixed in that too. I mean, they can eat anywhere they want out there. You know, it's free mm -hmm. for the taking, so they're not lacking any food. You know, uh, well, do you want to attract them and and be able to hunt them early season, or do you? Your main focus is to feed them later into the january and february months with Correct. the big bulbs and that's a, and that's the point i'm making you need right. people need to people need to make the choice of what they want me i'm yeah me my plan was to always my plan is over there is i only plant right along the wood line about two acres for mm -hmm. tractability because mm -hmm. that's where i shoot does we, yeah, we, we, we have a doe problem here I mean, a huge doe problem. I mean, it's, I've, I've sent you pictures and I'm snapping pictures all around the house. I mean, at some point we've had 14 deer standing in the yard. Well, you have all them camps and everything and it's kind of, you know, small patches of woods, I guess. Cause it's not really big timber there, I guess. Not really. Um, and all them camps and everything, all them deer just, just pack in there. I mean, there is 30 acres below me of woods that's, well yeah that's still a small relatively but small section th they're still kind of uh herded up yet too mm -hmm. oh yeah, yeah from winter time mm -hmm. uh they haven't really all dispersed yet anything, still kinda... anything green they're gonna all flock to oh it, yeah so. yeah even the grass i mean just the just the grass is in the yard you know yeah probably uh, back they, here pick finding little sprigs of clover yeah in your I'm, sure in your they are. And stuff. I'm sure they are because man when i planted this this uh this yard when we put the house in uh we seeded it i i seeded it down and then my father-in-law was like hey i got these old bales hey we'll, we'll sprinkle them out you know well they he just bailed them off his field mm -hmm. they, they sat for a year or so you know but we spread them all out who knows man i had i had timothy growing in my yard i had uh clover I had probably every type of crabgrass there is or something. Yeah. I had all kind of junk in there too, you know. Dandelions. Uh, I had some of those. I mean, you could have grazed a horse or a cow out here in my yard and they would have been happy. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it basically was like horse feed you know, <laughs> from his field there. Yeah. So a couple things. Um, 
we had I had a couple people messaging me over the weekend. Um, panicking. We had, yeah, panicking because they they planted their buckwheat, they planted Egyptian wheat, whatever it was, and we ha- now we got now we're in this cold snap. Yeah. Where I mean, we didn't get the frost here, but it got it was like 34 degrees. Mm. And when you get down in them cold days like that, that stuff's just not going to last. Yeah. So again, people jump the gun. We get those warm temperatures. So if anybody's listening now and they're they're thinking about planting, <laughs> know know your area, know when your last frost is. And like I I think we mentioned this like four or so podcasts ago, but a simple Google search will tell you when your last frost is. Just punch it in your area. There's multiple websites that'll give you, you know, a general, you know, time frame when your last frost is. Maryland here, where I'm at, it's May the fifteenth. For the north, you go up. Obviously, that date is going to be pushed forward a little bit. Might be the end of May, end of May, early June. But just know that and uh, plant according to that. Right. Um, not just because you have a few warm days in March and April. Well, because you're going to run into issues. You know me, I, I like to spit facts. So let me let me tell you a few things. You ain't got no facts. I've got facts. Plants, you're, throwing, you're throwing something on here and I don't know what you're talking about. Nah, you're safe. I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to trick you into any questions like you always do to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> plants, plants are about 80% water right. con- content, you know, okay? So if you if you drop below the freezing point, what what actually happens is the cell walls freeze and burst like a like a plastic pipe would mm-hmm. literally they will freeze and burst and that'll cause termination obviously uh, a a i want i don't want to say a fix for all that but what would help your plots uh when it dips down this cold like it like it does is if you did a proper soil test and you had your 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 fertilization on point the potash in your fertilization if it's on point that's like the antifreeze for your plants did you know that i did cuz i told you <laughs> no i knew that cuz you watched my video on it <laughs> so keep telling so, yourself that so anyhow yeah if if the people and there's another good reason to do soil tests. Yeah. I mean, you if you if you've had if you planned ahead and you had your soil mended from last year or you started a system this spring already mm-hmm. and you and they had their potash right, they may not have any terminal damage to their plants. But mm-hmm. if they're not on point and they planted too early, guess what? Dead well think of it think of it this way natural browse that's out there is there year round so it learns and adapts to conditions and it can handle a lot more of that stress because it's there 24 7 when you plant a freshly when you plant a seed and it's becoming you know a fresh tender plant that plant is is you have to baby it so if you get those cold temperatures or lack of rain or whatever it is that plant being that it's so tender and young, it's going to struggle. But like you said, you know, if those nutrients are there to help protect that plant, it's not a cure-all, but it could help it get through those harsh times. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So you get those harsh times of, of drought or cold temperatures, things like that. Um, a proper, you know, good soil will help get it along, baby it along. I didn't even, looking at it from a different standpoint too, like if you don't know your soils, uh, if, if you didn't do the soil sample and you don't know what your recommendation should be or whatever, uh, if you're just out there dumping fertilizer on, on your soil, like a lot of that stuff has the fillers in it, which is mm. salts, Yeah, which is salts anyhow. So like that might actually help in this instance, you know, keep stuff from freezing. Mm. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. It, it might help. There's no, there's no real proof of that, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, salt and the ice doesn't mix. You know, so yeah, possible. Look it up. It might help. Who knows? I'm on ask, to something. Ask the pros. I'm on to something. Ask the pros. Who would that be? I don't know because nobody's a pro. Everybody's still learning. Yeah. yeah. Except me, I'm a pro. Yeah, you're famous. Um. So, so I was at my farm last, last weekend and remember I text you on the way back. I said, it's snowing. Oh, it was, it was snowing Saturday or Sunday. Um, but I did get a lot done. I, uh, set a bunch of trail cameras out for Turkey season because Turkey season starts this Saturday. I actually got to mow my fields. Um, nice. The clover plots got to mow them. They were up this tall they had some uh brassicas that actually kind of regrew so i ended up going through with the finish cut mower that i repaired 19 times and uh got that all mowed off some trail like i said some trail cameras switched around so i'm ready for turkey season you going out saturday uh if it's not pouring yeah i keep watching the weather we're expecting some nasty weather yeah it's unfortunate it's gonna be chilly yep i have Um, one last consulting trip on sunday uh you know as long as it's not a not a monsoon that's gonna be my last one for the year well i as well mowed my plots uh, i had an old tractor here i was working on and i got mm-hmm. it running and it has a belly mower under it and it's it lifts nice and high off the ground so that's going to come in handy for summertime when i want to mow clover or mow or mow over top of clover for any weeds that I might get. Because if it's uh if it's not real bad weedy, I might just let it ride and yeah. not you not use any spray, any eye mocks. Mm-hmm. You know, if I can handle it with mowing, I'm just I'll just mow it. I won't waste my eye mocks. You know, I get ever since I made a video about eye mocks two years ago, I get so many questions about eye mocks. Oh yeah, it is literally the what do you call it it's literally the it's the it's the i don't know what well, i don't know but it's good stuff it's gaining traction yeah it's gaining traction but anyway if anybody's looking at this for clover and chicory it's seven to nine ounces of imox per acre don't care how much water you got 25 gallons whatever it is as long as you get the seven to nine ounces on there per acre it kills the broadleafs and grasses in that clover plot, but you have to hit it young. You can't go in there when, you know, the weeds are 15, 20 inches tall. 
because it's not like it's not that potent. But if you get them young, it really controls them in there, and it'll take it'll you'll have a beautiful clover plot. Well, what it's if all, you what if all, you mowed it and waited for it to start growing again and then sprayed it? Be, you could you could do that. You could do that. Yeah, just like definitely. any other just like any other spray. Yeah, you know? yeah. But if you get it in that early spring, you yeah. know, if you can catch it. Um, if not, if it gets sure. too big, then you just you know you can mow it. But uh, yeah, for sure, it works really good. Yeah, I, I mean, I had watched a celebrity was using it all the time, mm-hmm. and then and then you said you was going to try it, and you did, and you said you had good results, so you gave me a little bit of it mm-hmm. enough enough to make a spray tank full. I poured and, you some in a water water bottle in an actual water water bottle. Mm-hmm. In a parking lot. In a parking lot, and I brought it home and threw it in the tank and mixed it, mm-hmm. and I took it out and sprayed, and it took like I don't know, ten days probably. Turn brown. But then I, I was I was thinking, oh man, this this stuff ain't working, <laughs> you know. But after about the eleventh day, yep, everything started to curl up and. I went out and mowed over top the clover, and oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Once the uh, once I got all that junk out from over top of the clover, and the next rain we got, and we got a little bit of sun, some heat on it. Oh my gosh! It really flourished. It did do a good job. I really liked it. Yeah. So so I bought myself a jar, uh, a jar, a jug. I meant How much say. was that? It cost me. It was seventy nine dollars, I believe. But with tax and delivery and everything, it's a little bit under a hundred bucks. Yeah. You know, but I don't last. I mean, and I like it because it's all built into one. Yeah. You know, broad, it controls your grasses and broadleaves. Right. You don't have to use two different chemicals. Um, that's why I like it. Let me grab it. Say something while I'm gone. He's going to go get it. Um, so as he's going to go get that again, with this with this early planting you guys have to be careful not to plant too early i can't emphasize that enough i get questions about it over and over every single year and um where where guys are planting too early and that stuff it just dies so you have to wait for it i'm back he's back this is what it looks like i got the same stuff yep okay I mean, it actually has a squeeze part where you can fill up these little, yeah. that little portion there. But yep, seven to nine ounces be good. I'm to not go. gonna waste my time with that. Nah, just pour, just measure it out. You could just measure it out. I mean, there's all kind of measurements on the side. And- Show it again so the viewers can actually see it. What it looks like. There you go, guys. Imox. If you if you're worried about the weeds and grasses, if mowing if mowing is not working, hit it with the Imox and then mow it about two weeks later, fifteen days later, and you will yep. be golden. Yep. Amazamox is the actual ammonium salt of Amazamox. Okay. Is actually what it's called. And I'm you gonna, can find this at, I think it was Keystone Pest website. I think you can find it there. That's where I bought mine. Yeah, I think that's where I ordered it from. I'm going to uh, hit you with a question here. 
Hit me. Just had a guy submit it. You ready? Do it. This goes out to Owen. Owen. He says, should I get my first year clover woods plot planted before the leaf canopy forms? Um, we can both answer that. Yeah, I. <laughs> that's give Owen, not well. Give that, Owen some advice here. Owen, that sounds great, but if it's the first year and you just cleared it off, you're going to have a lot of competition because once that sun hits the plot, if you've got enough sunlight, uh, you're going to have a lot of competition to deal with. Mm -hmm. So I would the first year I would worry about weed control. And I would wait to the second year to really concentrate or, you know, this fall, I should say, uh, I would, I would, when you have less competition coming, you know, get it under control this summer, plant your clover in the fall so that it gets established in the spring and then in the spring, it'll really pop and you can overseed it and, uh, frost seed it next spring coming. Mm -hmm. that's that would be what i would tell somebody because first time plots are rough but yeah that would be the time is before the canopy starts to frost seed in the spring mm -hmm. i sure. think what owen's asking is or what he's worried about is he specified before the canopy the leaf canopy you know closes right which to me he's worried about sunlight and if he can get that clover on the ground you know, before the leaves are on, the sun can get in and get it to grow. Mm -hmm. But what happens when they actually do form, um, then you have no sun. Yeah. And then your plants are going to die. You have no photosynthesis happening. So my, my suggestion to Owen would be to understand that, yeah, you could get it in there and it could grow a little bit before the canopy comes out. But once that canopy closes up, you're most likely not going to have a very good food plot. You have to get sun in there. There's no seed that's going to grow in the shade. You know, there's some shade tolerant stuff, but even then you still need filtered, you know, sun. You got to have sun in there. It's another major failure in food plots with the guys trying to do it in the woods and yeah. it just, it doesn't work. Unless so. he's unless he has a big clearing which yeah we don't we don't know we don't know that but it sounds like from like you said the way he's talking about getting it before he's, wor he's worried canopy. about sun yeah, yeah. and that's uh, that's what it's what it's going to do is pop up yellow yeah and wilt yeah another thing too with that is you know if the canopy's not out yet means the temperatures aren't warm enough so he puts that clover seed in there it's not it's, even going to germinate. It's just going to sit there. Yeah, it's just going to you know, sit there till ground temperatures are right. in the 50s. I mean, we have here in Maryland, we have everything's canopied out. So, yeah. I mean, it's everything's green. I mean, we're good to, you know, it's full full bloom. Um, I don't know where he's at. Sounds like he's way out, you know, in the north somewhere, um, north central or something. But, um, yeah, I'd be worried about sunlight for that. It might for be a big, sure. might be a big fail. Yeah, for sure. Uh, if, if that's if that's true, he needs to take out some trees and make sure he has enough sunlight. Mm -hmm. But then, like I said, that opens you up to the weed problem. Because as soon as, as soon as he lets the sun shine in, if he's done, you know, if he's if he's 
getting ready to plant and he has all that raked off or whatever, mm -hmm. he's going to have so much trouble and frustration the first year, mm -hmm. you know, and like I said, we don't, we don't necessarily want to use this stuff, but when you're out of control, you need to do something to get it under control. Yep. And then once you get it under control, well, then you can think about your future. Definitely. So we got another question here uh, that, that came in from, this is from John. He says, for a quarter acre food plot with nothing planted in it for 20 years. So nothing there for 20 years. Only wild grasses that's growing. When should he round up? When I frost seed? That's, that's what he's asking. So it sounds like he wants to frost seed some clover into these standing existing grasses and then come back through with Roundup and kill it all. You want I me do. go first or you want to go well, first? You, you go first this time. Um, you know, I, I've done this. I've tried it and it can work. But the problem is in a lot of situations like that, especially if it's 20 years, you know, untouched, you're going to have a lot of duff covering the soil. So when you frost seed or when you seed into that standing material, those seeds aren't going to hit the bare dirt. Now, in a situation like that, if there was exposed soil, he could definitely frost seed into it, spray it, and it's going to kill the grasses and allow the clovers to come back up through. That could work. So in that situation, John, I would say that the best situation would be to look at it. If you see exposed soil, then you could do it. If not, it's a waste of time. Well, you know, you was here. You helped. I did a whole series called Pasture to Plot. Mm -hmm. My, my father-in-law had a, a field over here that was nothing but horse pasture for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I took two acres of it, which I now claim as my destination plots. And I do videos, shoot videos and stuff there uh, for the channel. Uh, we went in first and sprayed mm -hmm. and tried to kill everything down. And then I went in and ran the cultivators through it, tore mm -hmm. it all up. And then went back a week later and disked it. And came back a week later after that. So I, I, I took it in three three weeks uh, increments. And I just kept disking it every week. That way, the reasoning behind that was anything that may have popped up and started to take off as far as weeds or anything, I would just uproot it then and let the sun bake it. You know, well, now's about the time we're going to get all the hate mail from the no-till guys saying that mm -hmm. I ruined ruined the biome and all the earthworms by doing this so much. You killed two worms. I killed the worms and and I, I ruined the soil because I cooked it with the sun. Yeah. You know. You aerated it. But how about the farmers that plow after they harvest their field in the before the winter's even started mm -hmm. and it sits in dirt all winter, all spring until they plant something in it. Like where you're at. Yeah. At the least. Right? The yeah. farmer, the farmers there, there's nothing, there's not a stitch anything in them fields. Nothing. Right? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing there. 
he's going to come back through. He'll come back in and probably end of May and mid mid May he'll come back in and no till his corn and beans again. Oh, and, but he cooked the soil because it was bare dirt and the sun yeah. beat down and heated it up. Mm -hmm. And there's no biome left. He killed it all. Yeah. That dirty farmer. I do wish he used a cover crop though. Oh, I agree. He should. Hundred percent. He should use a cover Somebody crop. Somebody should have something growing yeah. all year. That, that's the key too, is to have something in there growing year round, whether you disc or not. You know, if yeah. you're just you're no tilling gonna, for no other reasons, you could yeah. just to have something in the soil growing and mm -hmm. keeping that soil alive. Having a root structure. Having that root structure, the the water infiltration, you know. A biome, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> but to have something there, and you're gonna avoid um, erosion, runoff, yeah, runoff and erosion, and uh, just to have something living yeah. is is attractable. Yeah, I just I like to have that green in there so I can actually turn that green back into the soil and incorporate it in instead of it sitting on top. Yeah. I want it in the soil. Moldboard plow. You want a moldboard plow? Yeah, I do. I wish I could. <laughs> that'd be fun. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, that'd be fun. I'm thinking about doing I'll it do one it. year. I'd do it in a heartbeat. Just flip the soil. I mean, not not go down a foot, but maybe no. like six or eight inches or something. Just flip it. Mm -hmm. Roll it over and then run the discs over it. Yep. And you're ready to plant. I would love to that's do what, that. That's what these farmers do. That's what they've done since biblical times. Biblical. All right, uh, I'm I'm I, thinking about doing that. Sometime. I would do it. Yeah, try it out. What you are you doing? The, you're switching you got gears. The, you, you got the beast of the tractor to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know I'm what gear that. I'm in? What gear I'm, are you in? I'm in park. I'm out of here. You parking? Yep. Um, I appreciate you guys listening. And uh, real quick, the I was just telling Chris before the podcast started. The uh, I think the views were up like 200 and some percent on the um audio podcasts spotify itunes iHeartRadio, all that stuff so appreciate you guys listening nice give us some comments on the audio on if you're listening to it on uh, spotify and apple i like to see those comments i think we had like two more come in yeah so drop a comment on on there give us some um questions if you have any uh we'll, listener submitted questions we'll answer them for you help you out and uh i guess we'll see you guys on number 19 yeah I've been getting comments on the video side. Yeah. It's fun to see. Yeah, it's good. I like I like that interaction. It means yeah. people watching and paying attention. That's right. See you guys later. Do some subscribing. Later. See you later. Wait, wait to plant.